Welcome to the New Books Network. What does the Lord's deliverance of Israel out of Egypt to worship and serve Him have to do with justice? Quite a lot, it turns out. Join us as we speak with Nathan Bills about his recent book, A Theology of Justice in Exodus. You're listening to New Books and Biblical Studies, a channel of the New Books Network, and I'm your host, Michael Morales. Nathan Bills is lecturer at Heritage Christian University College in Accra, Ghana. Nathan, welcome to New Books and Biblical Studies. Thank you. It's a joy to be with you. So, Nathan, tell us about yourself and how you became interested in the area of justice. Uh, thank you. It's a good question. So I am in my fifth year at Heritage Christian University College in Accra, Ghana. And it's a bit of a long story to tell how I got here. But um, I, when I graduated with my PhD, I began looking at international opportunities and uh, through connections and networks ended up here. It's a growing school. It's a really fun place to work with. I am the only Westerner on a faculty of about 35, and we're a university. So it's it's an exciting place. Like I said, it's a growing place, lots of opportunity here, um, but it's definitely not my home culture. So <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of learning. Um, we as I was sharing with you before we started recording, I'm a part of a group called Theological Education Initiative that tries to mentor, train, walk with people, um, men and women who are are teaching internationally outside their home culture uh, in, in sort of a missional role. So I'm here with my family of six, and that's what I'm doing. Don't have any plans to leave anytime soon. I'm church and I'm supported. I'm missionary in that sense. We're, we're supported by friends and family and churches in the States. I grew up in Tennessee. Um, I, I'm a graduate of Harding University and then Harding School of Theology. Did my work at Duke. And um, when I, uh, I to answer the second part of your question, how, how I got interested in justice funny as I was reflecting as an undergraduate, uh, pretty green, naive undergraduate, I had to write an Old Testament uh, senior paper, and I wanted to write it on poverty. And I asked my Old Testament professor, I said, does the Old Testament have anything to say about poverty? (laughs) Tells you how uh, naive I was. Oh, it's a bit embarrassing. And I can remember him saying, uh, he he, he said, "What, what do you know about poverty? I said, hey, what do you know about Old Testament poverty? He said, well, not much. He said, good. Let God and Atla be your guide. And um, that was really uh, a beginning that, of course, a beginning of a real interest in justice, social justice. Of course, it was rooted experientially in some proclivities I had about uh, wanting to wanting to, to help with the poor but really tailored my academic study through that paper began to see just how important the exodus experience was and um all throughout my training and then when i got into a doctoral program i wanted to keep this uh focus 
and to drill down on Exodus, the book of Exodus, and to think about Exodus because it's this paradigmatic narrative for Israel. What's a, what does it have to say about justice? What distinctive, what, what is its vision of justice? Because everywhere, I say everywhere, when Israel wants to talk about justice, Exodus is usually just under the surface if it's not overt. That was the real impetus behind the, the book, the dissertation that has become the book of Theology of Justice and Exodus. Before we talk about justice in the book of Exodus, would you orient our listeners to the topic of justice? How would you define justice, and what does it look like in the Bible? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Um, lots of One could give lots of definitions of justice. In fact, there are books that you know, give a survey of different definitions of, of justice. I think most people think about justice, and I think maybe the word that comes first to mind is fairness or some kind of equality. Um, I, what I, in the study, I really wanted to ask, all right, if Exodus, if we were to listen to Exodus, what definition would it give to justice? Of course, Exodus participates in a larger um, ancient Near Eastern milieu has a lot of concern with social justice, and so it's not speaking out of a vacuum. My work in particular uh, kind of drills down on social justice, uh, justice and righteousness, this binomial that is very frequent in Israel's literature, and work that I build upon Moshe Weinfeld in particular. Um, he argues, and I think convincingly, and others have argued uh, with him that this is Israel's social justice. This is what, when it talks about justice or, or with justice and righteousness, it's talking about a uh, a wholeness that has a creational component that is the flourishing of the world according to God ordained standards. Um, that that. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's brings out the good that God intended for um, the world. So, um, with that as kind of a background uh, in Exodus, um, the world that Exodus is writing to, um, I wanted to think about that cosmic order being applied uh, by the Book of Exodus, and and my one of the overarching argument of the book is that Exodus is God's creational justice in application. Chapter two of your book covers Exodus chapters one through four, which you have labeled justice under threat. Tell us about that. Thank you. The one thing I'm really trying to do with this, I'm trying to balance several lenses. One of those lenses that I I'm trying to read, I'm trying to pay particular attention to the creational elements within Exodus, but also to read Exodus in continuity with Genesis, and and a lot of that goes hand in hand. So if you read Exodus in continuity as a canonical, in canonical continuity with Genesis, which I think the book of Exodus itself literarily and theologically demands, 
then to to talk about justice, you you have to start with Genesis, and Genesis lays out God's um, his agenda, and at the heart of that agenda is justice and righteousness. I mean, you see this in in Noah, and and it, it you see it in Abraham, um, and that justice as that agenda of justice and righteousness really gets attached to Abraham's family and the blessing that Abraham's family as kind of a microcosm of God's agenda in the world. So when you come to Exodus and Abraham's family has expanded and is now threatened with extinction by Pharaoh's Egypt, that's uh, Israel. It's not just Israel alone that's threatened. It's rather God's, uh, bigger than that, it's God's creational agenda. And of course, I'm not saying really anything new. Um, Terrence Brettide, uh, who I'm sure you know, he's he's been, um, he, he, he's more than anyone, he's pointed out this creational thread in Exodus, and his work is something I really build upon. But um, in the first four chapters of Exodus, we see that the people being threatened and therefore the agenda of God being threatened. And that's why I've entitled it Justice Under Threat. Justice is not the only thing under threat, but certainly it is um, something that God has to rectify, that saving the people, delivering the people will, will, will also mean a restoration of that creational agenda of justice and righteousness. Would you rehearse more briefly the movement of the rest of the book of Exodus in light of justice? Thank you. Well, it is, uh, my argument is not just canonical in the sense that it is a Exodus, reading Exodus as a continuation of Genesis. It is saying that most people, when they think about justice in Exodus, will think about the first 15 chapters. And I'm arguing that Exodus chapters 1 through 40 taken as a whole is important for seeing the um, the expression of, of justice in its fullness through the book of Exodus. So I trace, of course, the liberation, the salvation of Israel from Egypt, chapters 5 through 15, and I deal with some difficult texts. Pharaoh, the, the hardening of Pharaoh's heart, um, the uh, despoiling of Egypt, right? What do we do with uh, Egyptians? Uh, I mean, how is it just that innocent Egyptians uh, die? So I, I, I address all of those type of issues um, in thinking about what Exodus has to say about creational justice. But I also want to move beyond and really think about, uh, well, what do we— when Exodus comes out of Egypt, um, there is what what I they're they're summoned to justice. So I have a chapter on really the covenant at Sinai, and 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 there talk uh, of course about the laws, but also Exodus nineteen its importance for showing the um, the the wider agenda that Israel is participating. In as she comes to Sinai Covenant, um, and then the tabernacle, which I know you're a word very familiar with, but I see you know Exodus spends as much time on the tabernacle as it does about 
um, 1 through 15, um, chapters 1 through 15, kind of mirrored in chapters 25 through 40, that uh, this community has to be oriented to justice. And I think that's the chapter title. And so I look at, okay, what is the tabernacle as a as a structure, as a building, um, does it contribute to a theology of justice? And and I find that yes, it. That there's a lot that one can say about the building of the tabernacle, and of course you have the episode thirty-two through thirty-four where Israel almost loses it all, and in that it really they're at the center of that, at the heart of that with God's conversation with Moses is a question of justice. And there Israel, um, I argue Israel begins to act a lot like Egypt uh, where she's just been extricated. And Israel finds out that at the heart of God's justice is a uh, kind of the deep magic in the words of C.S. Lewis is, is a mercy and um, uh, uh, a faithfulness that is there uh, from the beginning all the way through. So I, I really, the work is trying to look at the canonical book and give it, give all 40 chapters weight in terms of what the presentation of justice and righteousness, what the explication of justice and righteousness looks like from Israel in Egypt all the way to the end of chapter 40 um, where there is this real new creation theme with the building and filling of the glory of God in the tabernacle. So Nathan, are you working on any other writing projects you can tell us about? I wish I could tell you that I have several books, you know, burning and articles. But the truth of the matter is my uh, the work I'm a part of, there's a lot of administration, there's a lot of building institutional capacity. So even as I talk to you, I've got two different degrees on my computer screen that we're trying to develop and roll out to our accreditation agency. Um, it's not my favorite thing to do, but it is good and necessary work to do. I'm, I'm working on some small articles. I've got some, I've got some stuff on teaching in Genesis. My, <laughs> my teaching load, I teach preaching. I teach hermeneutics. I teach ethics. I, I, I teach all over the map, which is part of the fun, but it also um, it, it doesn't allow you to really <laughs> go deep in some things. I'm making excuses for the reason I haven't published a lot. It's uh, the, the long and the short of it. You know, so, so I've got some articles in the work. I promised myself this semester that I'm setting aside some blocks of time to, to finish up some articles. I don't have a book project on the agenda. Uh, maybe that in time will come as we uh, get more of our feet on the ground. But thank you for asking and making me feel terrible about myself. That sounds like good work that's more important than articles and books in many ways. Thank you. Nathan, it's been great hearing about your work on justice in the book of Exodus. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, Michael. It's good to be with you. Friends, you've been listening to New Books in Biblical Studies, a channel of the New Books Network. Until next time, goodbye.